This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers, and we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode, but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys are obviously a massive part of as well. Uh, do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can. That'd be amazing with a comment as well, and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond. Enjoy this new episode. It's a banger, if I do say so myself. I would say that though, but genuinely, enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Savage Situation Gaming Podcast. I'm Adam Savage, and as a host across esports and video games, I've been lucky to work alongside a ton of brilliant people, and I like to think I've gained a very unique insight into how the gaming world works. Whether you're a gamer, someone who used to play as a kid, has slightly lost touch, or you're simply curious because you heard that gaming can sometimes make you Hollywood money from your bedroom, this podcast is absolutely for everyone. Now, during lockdown, I've been chatting to special guests from pro gamers to streamers to the influencers who've become the faces of the industry, all about how they started and the experiences they've had in this ever-evolving world. Be sure to subscribe, please, to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. And let's meet my guest today. On today's episode of the podcast, I have such a character, such a great guy. Jordi Vanderbush, otherwise known as Quibblecop, is here on the show. He is one of the biggest YouTube sensations that's come out of Europe over the last 10 years. He is Dutch by heritage, but he offers some incredible insight into what it's like to be a creator in 2020. Obviously, this was recorded during lockdown as well, but I really want to pick his brains on making content online, how you get it to become so prevalent and, and dominate in that particular area. It's really hard. People often ask questions like, how do you become a YouTuber? How do you become an influencer? Geordie is going to have those answers. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And he's got some great stories for us as well. Here's how we got on. Joining me today on The Savage Situation is, is a very good friend of mine, Mr. Geordie Maxime Vandenbush. I mean, you sound like you live in a castle. Uh, is it the case? Geordie, how are you? I'm doing good. And, and no, I unfortunately do not live in a castle. Ah, oh, it's a shame. I had such high hopes. But I mean, it, I mean, what an impressive name. Five, I mean, that's five words. That's, that beats my two hands down. Yeah. Do you know what it means? Do you Go want on. to know what it means? Tell me. Tell me everything. So, so Jordy is the Spanish way of riding Jordy. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 from based on a river. Okay. Maxime. I don't know. It's my middle name, but sure, it sounds cool. Yeah. Then uh, my last name is Bussa. But oh, Bussa. I said it then. I said yeah, Bush. But I messed it up. So that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's actually Bussa. Bussa. And Van Den means from the 
which aren't technically part of my last name, but they kind of are. So it's Jordi Maxim from the Bussa. Jordi Maxim from the Bussa. That's great. It's like yep. we could we could create like a whole Game of Thrones background story for you. I mean, it sounds... If you Google my name, fun fact, if yeah, you Google Vanden Bussa, my family name, uh-huh. you'll, you'll stumble upon a resistance leader in World War II who tried to assassinate Adolf Hitler. No, yep. come on, serious? Yeah, yeah, yep. oh. I'm not making this up. I mean, I'm Googling that immediately after this. Yeah, 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 do it. Oh man, that's amazing. I love that. I love the history. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, buddy, it's great to have you on the show. Where are you in the world right now? You in, Are you in Amsterdam right now? I'm currently in Amsterdam in my beautiful apartment, not going anywhere. Yeah, you, how long have you been self-isolating for? So I've I've been doing it for about three weeks, um, but for the last week it's been very intense, like not leaving the house. Um, before that, I was just very cautious for things, mm-hmm. and then what happened was a friend of mine. He went, "Hey, Jordi, I'm a little bit ill." Oh, I'm like, no. "Okay, go to a doctor. Make sure you don't have corona." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I went. I went to the doctor. He says it's fine." I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, so did you still want to hang out? I'm like, well, if you're sure about it, that you're not (laughs) sick, you can come over. He came over. We hung out. And the next day he told me that he's had fever since he came over. Oh, for Christ's sake. He had a fever for four days after. And I was like, okay, but please tell me that the blood work said that you didn't have corona. And he goes, oh, no, I never got blood work done. So, yeah, I'm. Hey, since I mean, come then, on. I've just locked all the doors. So I'm like, okay, nobody's coming in, nobody's going out. Yeah, We're staying here. That's it. Batten down the hatches. Just like, don't let anyone near you for the next kind of couple, yep. few weeks. Exactly. Are you? Are you yep. in? The, are you in? Because I, I mean, what a city Amsterdam is. Were you? Were you born and raised there as well? Yes, I was. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, it's it's such a fun place. I mean, I, I went there recently, and it's um, it's culturally it's brilliant. You know, riding a little bike around the, around the riverfront, mm-hmm. the, 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 the you know the, the bridges and museums are great. I mean, it's an awesome place. I love that place. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, would you look at you now? You know, become arguably one of the, if not the biggest content creator in the country you know it's impressive mm-hmm. it's impressive buddy yeah. thank you it. thank you so i mean growing up in amsterdam growing up in in the netherlands um what, what was it like in when you were a kid was it, i mean did you have like a lot i mean obviously this is a, predominantly a gaming podcast were you kind of growing yeah. up like alongside video games did you what, what, was, yeah. what was it like as being a kid in the netherlands yes yeah, so it was a bunch of video games uh some of my earliest video games were or pokemon red and blue on the um, yes and then Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy yeah. yeah. Um, I used to play that, and then I started playing that outside with my neighbors, and then they were like, "Hey, come over. We have a Nintendo sixty four, and we played uh, Super Smash." Yes. Um, and at the daycare, I would play Mario sixty four. Your your, your daycare had an N sixty four. Yes. I yes, mean, you were living the dream from an early age. The, but there was a there was a cooler there was a cooler daycare, and they had like a PlayStation. Okay, you know. So, but I I never got to play in the PlayStation. So I I grew up really like a lot around a lot of video games. Yeah. I played a bunch of Pokemon and um, Mario. Those were like my go to like uh, Mario Kart and and stuff like that. Mario yeah. Party. Yeah. So good. Those games are great. So much. There's so much fun. I mean, yeah. what, did you, were you were you swept up in the Pokemon Go craze that when it when it came to town? 
Yes, and it was insane yeah. in the city over here. Yeah, was it really? I bet was Amsterdam like a hot spot for some 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 serious there, rares. Yeah, there. Well, there were a few hot spots in the city, and it was like in the middle of the summer. So I just grabbed my camera, grabbed my friend, and I said, "You're my cameraman. We're gonna go into the city. We're gonna make <laughs> stupid videos on Pokemon Go." Was there a certain one that would always pop up in the Netherlands? Because for us, where I live here, it was always Drowsies and flipping Magikarps. Oh. That's all I had. It was relentless. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure. It was like P- Pidgeys. Pidgeys, mate. They're, now they're super yeah. rare. I never see Pidgeys. Oh, really? Or Zubats. They're, they're long gone. Yeah, and Zubats were here. That oh. that was it. Those two, I'm pretty sure. Freaking, that was it. That's all you could find. Freaking Zubats, man. The bane yeah. of my life. Just popping up everywhere. I don't want you stupid... Did my nothing. Where you were in the Netherlands, it, were those the most popular games anyway? The kind of Mario games and the Pokemon games? Were they the kind of core institutions when it came to games? Or was there kind of another scene that was very popular in the gaming in gaming communities? You know, different franchises so, and stuff. Yeah, so so those used to be some of the biggest, but there were, there's always so many video games, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was in, in my community, my friend group. It was all Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, you know, the, really the Nintendo games growing up. Mm-hmm. And then when I got a bit older, it was more of the Halo, Gears of War, Call of Duty, um, Minecraft eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft, again, has had another huge explosion recently. Like it seems to continuously like get bigger and bigger. I mean, have you found that you've kind of been drawn back into that Minecraft world because it keeps getting these updates all the time? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, And mainly because the adults or the people growing up with it are now adults at going back to the game mm-hmm. there's this phase in your life where you hate everything right <laughs> of course yeah. and and the adults are now the nostalgia's kicking in but then while that's happening all the kids nowadays are discovering minecraft again yeah. which is beautiful so it's like adults playing alongside kids enjoying the same game and it's like you know 10 years ago when i used to play this game (laughs) there were no uh, nether fortresses you know things like that it's great i love it tell me tell me about when you when you first obviously you you turned games into your into your business your to your world to your to your um to your occupation if you will so where did you first begin on youtube like like content creator what was what was the kind of the story behind the very first video and how it all kind of came to be so the very first video was Line Rider. Line, yeah, line Rider? Line Rider. Do you guys know what Line Rider is? What is it? What's that? You draw a line and the line turns into a ramp and a guy in a sled goes down the ramp. And you could make the entire map whatever you want. It's very creative. I made a video on it, filmed it with my phone at the time, which was like <laughs> the worst phone ever. And I posted it to YouTube. Um, that was my first actual let's play and like yeah. nobody knows nobody knows it exists okay but i'm gonna, um, find, I'm gonna find it alongside your no, family you name that's the it's, next google it's on, private. on my list there's no way ah, it's like it. 10 okay. views 10 views so the, the when i really got into youtube it was uh, i started doing i started playing call of duty and i was actually pretty good and i watched i was watching all these other call of duty youtubers and i thought well i'm doing really well in call of duty and i was telling my friends i'm like i got 90 kills i got 80 kills and they're like yeah sure you did at like at school they were like yeah you you sure I, we don't yeah, believe whatever you, whatever so i was like okay well i saved up some money bought a capture card and I started recording videos and it was like these bulky capture cards, like super bad quality on my fat television. 
and <laughs> I started experimenting with it. Uh, made some really bad videos. Then I made some you know, more more bad videos, and I ended up um, getting a computer. I saved up all my money. I sold some things, and I, I ended up building my own computer. And that's where I started making Minecraft videos. So okay. I actually started, in theory, daily posting on YouTube uh, with Minecraft videos. Did you when you when you were like um, making you know using the the clunky capture cards and kind of almost sellotaping things together to make it to make videos online? Did you have like um, back then? Did you have like a any kind of goals in terms of like how many views per video, how many subscribers you wanted? Did you think and, about it? Was money even a thing then? Was it just a case of, I just love making stuff? I, I love entertaining people. I'm an entertainer. Like anyone who hangs out with me knows like I'm always a person telling the jokes. You know, I'm always making sure that I'm like a good host. Um, and, you know, if someone comes over to Amsterdam, I'll always take him, take him out and it'll be like, oh, I have 50 different things planned out. Yeah. So I, I really just love entertaining people. And that was, at the time, that was my talent. I asked myself, I'm not good at singing. You know, I'm, I, I'm not good enough to become a, a professional football player. Mm -hmm. um, but what am I good at? I'm, I'm enter I like to entertain people. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I started practicing that. I start. I, I thought, okay, that's that's what I like doing. Let's practice entertainment. And uh, yeah. I mean, did you did you know back then as well? Like, did you, was there ever a moment that you kind of thought alongside you know entertaining? Because you know we we've hung out, dude. And you're a very funny guy. You, you always bring well, thank you. Let's bring the good stuff to yeah. You know, you, you, every every time we kind of yeah you know, got together, there's always a lot of jokes. You can you can see I you, I can even imagine back when you were younger, the kind of um, the charisma you brought to your video content then. But you think about that kind of time in your life did you ever foresee the kind of like the explosion that youtube was going to become online did you kind of did, did you kind of feel it yeah. bubbling under the surface so i didn't but then again when i was watching youtube at the time some videos were already doing thousands of views and to me that was already big enough you yeah, know yeah, yeah. i saw thousands of people watching call of duty tips and trick videos and trick shot videos and i thought okay well that's cool I want to participate with that. I didn't know YouTube was going to go way bigger than that. Oh, and, man, and to yeah. me, that, that wasn't necessary. I, I thought my dream job was playing video games and just making a living of it. That, yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I, I didn't care about, you know, oh, I want to be famous. I want to make millions, whatever, you know, whatever some people might think, you know, when they want to become a YouTuber. For me, it was just like, I really enjoy playing video games. Mm -hmm. I would love to play video games full time. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's all I wanted to do. And and entertaining people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ticking do every it, box, baby. Right? I'm ticking every box. It's, it was my dream job. It's genuinely my dream job. And that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Still, seven years later. Wow. So, I mean, because, um, so you actually, I read a stat here, whether this is true or not. I found like a, I found like a Quibble Cop, uh, like kind of a wiki YouTube page, Let's right? Let's check it. Is, sure. this, is, this, yeah. is this legit? 18th birthday present on the exact day 2013 you hit 10,000 subscribers on that very day was that is that true firstly and yeah, how I'm, huge was that i'm pretty sure that's correct and that was pretty big and what i did was i ate cake on camera that was my video for the day so i started doing daily uploads 27th of august 2012 I've never missed a day since the day after my birthday 
Oh really? I'm August twenty sixth, oh, oh. dude. This is this is this is, okay, this is destiny, well, baby. We'll celebrate twenty six and twenty seven then. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I since then I started doing daily videos, and uh, at one point I hit ten thousand subscribers. That wow. it happened, and it was huge to me. It was insane. That's, yeah, that's I mean, crazy. That's, that's a huge because you often see that. I'm sure like everyone's got goals, you know. Then they, they've, they've obviously yeah. the goalposts have shifted from back then to now. Like in the last seven years, like now everyone probably thinks a hundred thousand is kind of like the oh okay uh, yeah we've got a successful channel here compared to them. But even like the the million club, you know, they, it the gut it's definitely changed. I mean, but back then ten thousand subscribers was absolutely massive. I mean, was there yeah, was there yeah. much of a like, um, like a Dutch YouTube scene as such with gaming, or were you kind of yeah. one of the few Dutch creators? No, there there was a huge scene, and um, I I started hanging out with a few people, and that's actually how I met Jelly, mm-hmm. uh, who's now I'm pretty sure the biggest gaming YouTuber out there. I mean, he was um, in, he was in YouTube Rewind. Why? Was like the one of the biggest? Yeah, I think yeah. he's the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he YouTuber. is the biggest. He's doing 375 million views a month. It's insane. Oh my god! Uh, and he completely deserves it. He's he makes the best videos in the genre in my opinion yeah um he's once again know, a very funny guy funny guy yeah i mean and I not mean, as funny as me though yeah and obviously no, i mean jordy come on <laughs> you're my guy uh you know that you're, you're on the podcast and he's not that says a lot my friend that's yeah, just no he's busy he's busy he's yeah, a busy, he's busy guy and he didn't yeah. he, he didn't he move to monte carlo or something crazy i don't know he moved, moved monaco. Somewhere. monaco 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 yeah living Monte a dream carlo it's the same same right it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah. but um yeah i mean it's it's so so as of right now you being in in the netherlands you're the biggest gaming creator in the netherlands right now let's just let's go let's yeah. say that that's absolutely legit sure and did yeah, you, yeah yeah located in the country of, of the course netherlands. i mean yes. with with i mean i didn't even ask you but quibble cop was that a name that you had from the very get-go or is that kind of like a name yeah. that evolved over time yeah, so it's always really weird when, you know, some someone who's not in the gaming scene asks, oh, so why are you called Quibble Cup? And I'm like, it was my username, you know? Yeah, so yeah. when when I created Xbox Live, I had to pick a username mm-hmm. and I, uh, I I used I used Quibble Cup for a few of my other um a few of my other games that I played. It was like it, it just became a nickname when I was very small. Like very young, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually a doll. I had a doll, and I gave that doll the nickname Quibble Cup. I completely butchered the spelling though because I'm <laughs> dyslexic. But Quibble Cup, yeah? yeah. And then, and it means chatterbox in Dutch. It's someone who oh, talks okay, too much, okay. right? Okay. Or if you really translate it, Quibble means chattering or talking, and Cop means head. So it literally translates to talking head. Interesting. So, okay, I had no, know, I had no idea. I had no idea. And then, um, and then these online websites are like, "What's your username?" And you know, my sister was like, "Oh, pick like a name of something." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll just go with Quibble Cup." That stuck with me. I ended up calling my YouTube channel Quibble Cup, and then it became my online username. All my online friends started calling me Quibble Cup, mm-hmm. and then before you know it. All of a sudden, you're famous and you're known as Quibble Cup, right? That's it. So that's it. Here we are. I, I like you know? it. I like it. No, it, it's it, great. To me, it shows. To me, it shows that you can become <laughs> famous with the stupidest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's another um, another creator called Mess Yourself. You know, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think he had the same thing. Like, yeah, you know, every time he does anything, he was telling me that he, you know, the people asking about his YouTube name, and obviously it's Mess Yourself, which is just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just proves this exact same point, which is you can literally call yourself anything, 
and it could lead to fortune and glory. You know, it, could, yeah. it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's what the, it's the content that counts, baby. It's the content that counts. Exactly. But yeah, it's you, true. Your fans, they've coined themselves the cops. Is that a thing? That's the official fan name for the for the, for the fans correct. out there. Okay, the cops. You, you know what? What I used to call them? Yeah. Queblets. Que- Queblets. <laughs> Queblets. <laughs> and I ended up I ended up calling them cops. Yeah. And then people love that a lot more. Um, I'm very proud. A very proud owner of the domain cops.com. Really, I had to purchase it from a, an oil company called <laughs> KOPS. Right. I don't know what it stands for, but I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah I'll do it." I'll I'm stupid it. and young, and let's go for cops.com. It has four letters. They're rare. Let's do it. Yeah, cops.com. I love that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great. And that's your official website now, is it? Cops.com. Uh, yeah, but there's nothing on there okay. really. But yeah, but you own it, and that's the main thing. It's yours exactly. It's yes, yours. I'm it's a like proud it's, owner. Like, it's like playing Monopoly and owning the purples, the two last ones before go. Yes. You know, you own them. Who cares if you land on them? You own them. That's yeah, the main thing. I own them. That's exactly. the main thing. Um, I mean, what, one thing that I've massively admired about your work ethic as well is how you've continued to adapt what's popular, and you've always moved with the curve. I find you know I've mentioned Minecraft mm-hmm. earlier on, but you've always kind of always been moving with the times and shifting with like kind of you know yeah. gaming culture and what's you know what's people are loving and making great yeah. content at the back of that. Um, was there a particular era uh, of video making for you personally that felt like this was the biggest explosion of the channel at any one time? Was there a certain yeah. something that yeah, really yeah, popped off? For me, that was when I was living together with Jelly. Um, this was like. Five years ago, um, GTA came out, mm-hmm. and GTA was fine at the time when it first came out. But once GTA mods came out, so when GTA PC came out, I feel like that—that's my one of my golden eras, right? Okay. I, I I think that was some the times where you know I was so obsessed, and so many my life changed completely in that one year, right? Really? Okay, um, tell us how. And he was like. Like everything, everything. Like I hit millions, a million subscribers or something. Oh, I made, wow. I had made some of my, my most viral videos. My, you know, like that's when I went from being a okay, I'm a, I'm a decently sized YouTuber to what I believe was like, I am a YouTuber. I am a meme now, you know. <laughs> so, so all those things happened i would say about five years ago when i was living together with jelly and and that's what i'm working towards now right i have a lot of plans and i'm like let's yeah. make let's make this let's make 2020 even better yeah yeah of course so just i mean GTA, for those who listening who are, are unfamiliar with gta 5 mods like explain us a few of the most popular ones that you yeah. guys were playing because mods are ultimately um the game has been kind of altered in certain ways to make it more yeah. fun and more yeah, kind of yeah, creative yeah. right so so it's simple, right? So it's you're playing GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto 5, or you're playing any game. Um, but now people have installed mods and tweaks to the game where you can, for example, play as Iron Man, or you can play as Thanos, or you can play as Spider-Man, or you can make the entire map flood with a tsunami, right? So that's kind of where I... Um, really found out what I like to do on my channel, and that is, you know, your ordinary let's play. Hey, I'm playing a video game, but with a massive twist to it. Yeah. And that's what I like. That's like my passion is to do crazy, silly stuff people do not expect. Yeah. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's crazy as well because obviously, if you've got a community watching your videos who love that game, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah. the more the more and more kind of mods, the more differences, you know, the more creative these things get. It's great because you're communicating the game they love, but you're kind of showing them every single little aspect of the different stuff that you can kind of access online right now if you can find it and making like real fun, entertaining stuff at the same time. So you, so you and Jelly live together, and obviously, a lot of people will know the is it the, is it the robust. T- is it, yeah. Is it, yeah, they're robust. So, so is it just called yeah. robust? The squad, like you, uh, that's, Jelly, and... that's the unofficial name. Okay, yeah. so you, Jelly, and Slogo, ma'am. That so, that that was robust for a very long time, but yeah. I've kind of uh, left robust for for a few months now. Yeah, yeah. a year now, maybe even. Because all the... uh, and now it's Craner is in there. Yeah. Okay, because all yeah, all the fans are always asking for the the clicks to rejoin, make new stuff. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of how course. did I mean? Yeah. How did you? The collaboration side of things. I mean, that, that we, we've chatted to other um, creators in the past and how that's yeah. a, it's a real blessing. Sometimes it can be a curse, but main, mainly it's a blessing. I mean, collaboration, was that a huge, that have huge impact to all of you at the same time as well? Yeah. So I think the main uh, impact it had was the fact that we, it was three smart YouTubers who got together every single day and critiqued each other's works. And I think that was the main reason robust or everybody who was in robust uh has become such a big success on youtube right like yeah. it's me Slogoman, and jelly uh you know who were in robust for the longest time and craner's in there too now growing rapidly right so yeah. um it's you know imagine you jump in and every day for four hours you're talking business and you're improving each other's works and you're learning from each other um you know, obviously at one point in time, you're going to be making great videos. You have to. If these yeah. other guys are, you will have to make great videos too. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's great as well because obviously you're all able to share each other's content and you're all in, in each other's videos. That must be so, social media wise, the boom must have been yeah. wild when that happened well, too. So, so that's actually the biggest uh, uh, misunderstanding is that when collaborating like this, you know, the majority of the... Um, your 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 fans or your growth doesn't come from these other guys right over mm-hmm. over the span of years yeah you will gain hundreds of thousands of subscribers from each other but the biggest benefit is the fact that you have a bunch of funny friends you're recording videos with mm-hmm. and you're constantly giving each other tips and tricks right you're yeah. pushing each other like if if one of us didn't do something the next day we would have been put on blast and you know we we, we were best friends too so it's like it, you know you, you spend so much time together and you're constantly working on this and everybody's really smart and everybody's really focused and everybody's really passionate uh, that's where the biggest benefit comes from yeah absolutely people often say oh you're in your bedroom making videos but it's like if it can be quite a kind of a so what yeah so, so what? what yeah i know i know, I know yeah. right but i mean you're kind of you, <laughs> you're but sometimes you're kind of i guess a lot of creators are on their own in you know and don't really have a a network around them to help them with the yeah, videos but they're make making some with. friends exactly so so when i met jelly he did he he had a, cha- a successful gta channel he he was doing with a friend but he didn't have the jelly channel right, right okay. so it's like you know, you can start from scratch with people. Just all you need is someone with passion and someone with drive. And that's what I knew Jelly had. He had yeah. passion and drive. He had a great track record. So I was like, yeah, if you want to start a channel at zero subscribers, I'm going to help you get some subs. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there recording videos with you. And that's um, awesome. 
you know, nowadays I'm, I'm recording with a bunch of other people too, and I don't care how many subscribers they have. I just care if they, if, are you down to record a video? Yes. Are you funny? Yes. All right, let's go. Let's go. You know, I love let's that. do it. I mean, it, I mean, a lot of people now as well, I, I think there's still that, that kind of the culture now, you know, where before people, kids wanted to be reality TV stars or footballers, or whatever, and now they want to be content creators or YouTubers or streamers or whatever. Do you think that there's, it, that's a lot harder a dream to achieve now as well? Because obviously there are so many people doing it and so many people who are yeah. on, so, on these platforms. Coming from someone who is doing it still is, you know, it's just like the other ones. You need to work extremely hard for it and you need to have the mindset of I need to get better, right? So when I got started, my videos were bad. They were really bad. And sometimes <laughs> I still post videos and they're bad or for my standards. So what I always tell myself is I need to become better. I need to improve and how can I improve? And by I, by I, I mean my videos, my work, right? Yeah. So I will obsess about so for example today i i spent a few hours just trying to figure out how can i come up with better video ideas right where what are some good video ideas and, and i'm like i need better video ideas how can i come up with better video ideas and i the, the entire day i just sat down with with my team at, uh, you know which i've built around build up now and i just said okay what are good video ideas let's make those video ideas because I need to, I want to make the best videos for my audience. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I want to do. You've been in a relationship as well with a fellow content creator. Do, yeah. do you, is it, is it easier when you're kind of, obviously you've already had Jelly and Slogo Man and um, yeah. Craner in your life as well. Is it easier, do you think, in that capacity? Because you see, you see it, it, probably a lot of, a lot of content creators now kind of tend to date people or, or spend a lot of time with people yeah. who are in the same space. Do you think that's important to have that? Or do you think it's quite nice to have that detachment to have like friends yeah. in the real world as such as well? So I, I think it has its pros and its cons and it's it's really, everybody's different, right? So uh, I learned I learned a lot being in a relationship with a YouTuber. Uh, I learned a lot from the other YouTuber and, and, and she learned a lot from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fair point, but what you also see is that there sometimes might be some uh, tension regarding competition, right? Yeah, I can see that. Or um, just in general, it never switches off, you know? And and I feel like for me, that's really bad because I'm a workaholic. Uh, I mean, it's 10 p.m. right now and I'm still working, right? Yeah, um, but you're doing a great job, Jordy. You, do, you sound, you sound fresh you, as a daisy. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go on. I'll go, I'll, I'm not going to stop working till like 2 a.m. and then I'll go sleep. The grind and yesterday was 3 a.m. actually. And um, I just love it so much. And to me, that can also be dangerous because currently I'm 24. But what if I'm 35 and uh, I need rest or I have different desires in life? Yeah. So, so to me, um, you know, I'll, I'll see whenever I fall in love, I fall in love. But, um, you know, it would be nice if I can have a very healthy balance there and mm-hmm. possibly not have someone who is doing the exact same job, but someone in the yeah. industry that, sure, yeah, whatever. Because it's, it's a lot of we'll it now. see is, whatever happens. Exactly. A lot of it now is vlogging and doing these. It, 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 it can be so overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Like just, just the Instagram yeah. posts, the kind of this constant, like the updates, doing it 
twofold having two of you doing the same thing it must it just might get a little bit crazy sometimes i can imagine yeah. one of the things you did recently which i which i was so happy for you about as well you you became a bona fide author dude you put a book together never yes, fake the fun I did. that's the last time yeah. i saw you we were talking about it i think it was just going live in the netherlands the the, the, yeah, the version and i think i want to say your mum was giving it a, was your mum giving it a once over or something or she was kind of so i i swear someone was reading it over for you and kind of giving you a kind of like critique on it before it went live but how, how yeah, has it a been a bunch of people did yeah. how how's it been being an author of a book was that anything that was kind of always on your kind of agenda when you first started out or yeah. was it something that just came to be it was just on my bucket list so i'm dyslexic and i thought i love reading uh, even though it's really hard for me sometimes i like to improve so i'm getting better but um i uh i just wanted to release a book it was on my list and of, of things i want to do in my life and then the opportunity came by and we worked on it for like a year and a half to two years. Uh, it was a long process and uh, I, I wrote it together with a very talented writer. And, you know, we, we sat down and we just went over and we said, okay, well, what do we want to do? And we ended up creating a little uh, story, like a little chapter of my life where I was at that time. Mm -hmm. Since then, so much has changed. Oh, really? Too. <laughs> um, yeah, like half the book doesn't even make sense anymore. So well, we, we needed I'm a like, chapter two, baby. Give us, give us the sequel. Yeah, you all right. And and I kind of was like, okay, well, I wanted to make a a, a book about myself, and that's also kind of what the what the publish uh, publicist people, whatever they were pushing for. But I also wanted to be an educational book. But then again, so much stuff changed and I learned so much that things were outdated by the time we were going to publish it. And anyways, I had a great time writing it and I still think it's a great book too. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously it's called Never Fake the Fun, which, yeah. I mean, it was there, is that like kind of like a, a Queb kind of like life motto or like work ethic? Or is it, it is. kind of like, is it something yeah. that you think a lot of creators do fake the fun? Like what, what was the reason behind the name? I think it's not necessarily about you know you have to fake the fun or you like or you shouldn't you should embrace the fun or or, or you know it's more yeah. about if you are faking the fun something's wrong and you should probably work on it yeah right yeah so i've had times where i was faking the fun mm -hmm. and i said to myself something's up let's go and fix it and that's what i did and now i'm not faking the fun right yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's kind of the What's kept me going for seven years is that whenever I saw that I was, you know, having a bad time myself mm -hmm. uh, with what I was doing, it was time for, um, it was time for change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, have you, with, um, with your time since, um, since you began on the platform as well, I mean, do, do, have you, you've obviously lived it. Okay. Cause I think it started in what, 2010 was kind of YouTube kind of is birth. Yeah. I think are there, um, 2007. Oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah, that kind of, I mean, 7 yeah. to 10, yeah. I think 10 is when it kind of released, the people started to really kind of make yeah, right? daily content yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. 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 Um, has there been a lot of, like, um, since you began right then, has there been a lot of, like, um, stuff that's happened within the YouTube community that's the or, or that's happened to YouTube that you think's had a been the biggest impact for creators? Like, be it, like, you know, mm -hmm. obviously people talk about the adpocalypse and different things that have happened, but from you as a creator personally, has there been anything which has really stuck out as a, a real pivotal point in being a creator? Yeah, you know what's crazy? I think nowadays, every time a new day or a day passes, it's easier to become a YouTuber, right? Because okay. there's so much stuff out there. There's so much information out there. Yeah. If you want to become a full-time YouTuber, you're going to need to be 
pulling a million views a month. Uh, if you wow. if you want to be be living a little bit nicer, two million views per month. Um, that's not that crazy hard, yeah. you know. If you really go for it, and if you really study everything and read books about YouTube and and learn from other people, you can do it a lot easier now than when I was coming up. When I was coming up, there were no, uh, uh, you know, like YouTube events to attend where you could learn about YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't exist. There, there was like one YouTuber who made videos about how to become, how to be a good YouTuber. And now there's like 50 of them. Yeah. And uh, there's like a hot, like hundreds of, gr- like I'm in these groups where I talk to creators and we talk about analytics you know, I was there when that when those groups were made, right? Yeah. So the fact that those exist now and they didn't years ago, to me, also shows there's so many people out there who are happy to help you. There's free information that you can just consume. It's so much easier to make quality content now. But yes, the competition is there. That doesn't mean that you cannot penetrate trade the market because when I got started, I was constantly told that there was no way I was going to be the biggest because there were already bigger people out there. And that's just not true. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think the last time you and I um, kind of hung out and got together, we were talking about data. I mean, you are a self-confessed number cruncher, man. You love you yes. love the, the data. You love, love stats. It. Yeah. Um, what have you and your team been kind of, I mean, you, you, you were telling me about, about the, kind of what, what, the kind of stuff that you were looking at, have a difference of like maybe a thumbnail, a color of a thumbnail yeah. could make it all the difference when it comes to actually making videos. Are you still working on that kind of stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are things we, we love uh, looking at, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you need to make videos your audience wants to watch. And, you know, if you know exactly what your audience wants, you're going to be the biggest YouTuber in the world. So focus on that. And whenever you make a thumbnail, whenever you make a video, whenever you come up with an idea, ask yourself, is my audience going to watch this? If the answer is no, then it's probably going to be bad. Video. Yeah, yeah. Always think of them viewing it as opposed to what makes, I guess, yeah. I, I, I mean, it makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, well, because one thing the a lot of people mistake is that the algorithm doesn't go hey this is a good video let's promote it to a million people instead the algorithm will look at your audience for example at at at, at, at one viewer and go hmm what can i show this viewer let's go through all the videos he might like and pick the best one and show the best one that's how it works right so uh, it's the algorithm it, it's 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 a little bit different yeah, I hear. You. I mean, you you um before we came on the call, you were you were playing chess against a very a very prominent YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Um, yes. We know about him as yes. well. Um, you you didn't you know um him prior to his his kind of um rise yeah, to yeah, superstardom. Yeah. So so Jimmy and I were really good friends. We have been for a year for four years now, I think. Um, he we used to have calls with, you know, just I I I, I have calls all the time with people. And, you know, we just talk data. We just talk YouTube. We talk like, hey, how can we improve our stuff? Let's talk, blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's one time my friend goes, hey, can this? Can my friend join? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's talk. And he's like, "I'm hey, I'm Jimmy. I'm going to count to 100,000. And I'm like, you're, you're weird. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be the biggest YouTuber on the platform. And I'm like, yeah, sure you are, buddy. He's like, I'm going to hit 10 million subscribers next year. I'm like, Jimmy, that's impossible. Like you're telling me that you're at like 200,000 subscribers now. You genuinely, he genuinely 
believed that he could hit 10 million subscribers from 200,000 subscribers in just the next year. And guess what? He did. He did it. Yeah, he did. And he proved me completely wrong. And that's what I love about Jimmy because I said it's impossible. And he showed me that if you put your mind to something and if you show how hard you can work and how hard you can improve. Yeah. And if you're really passionate about it and smart, you can do it. Yeah. It's not impossible. And and keep in mind, at the time, I already had 5 million subscribers, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, like he he was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pass you in subscribers. I'm going to hit 10 million subscribers before you by the end of next year. And he did. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Because you're, you're, you're currently, what, 12.2 million right now? Yes, correct. Which is... Which is, it's pretty decent, Jordy. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not bad. It's pretty decent. It's, it's right. not bad. But let me tell you, subscribers don't matter. It's views, babe. It's, it's all about views, monthly views. How, how yeah. the t- I mean, I think it used to be a lot more. I think it seems like a lot of, a lot of creators have chatted to us. It used to be a lot more about, um, about subscribers when it came to things like brand deals. And that was the kind of the. the yeah. Popular... And it's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I can, I can, I can, man, if I, if I wanted to have 15 million subscribers by now, I could have. You know, there are tricks to gain subscribers. Like, for example, asking for people to subscribe to your videos. But subscribers don't matter. They don't get you views. The algorithm doesn't care if someone's subscribed or not. They, the algorithm cares if someone watches your content or not. The more a YouTube viewer watches my videos, the more likely the algorithm is uh, to show them that video. If they're subscribed, it doesn't really matter. YouTube 101 right now. Okay, let's say I yeah. upload I upload a conversation right now onto onto YouTube, my channel, which is yeah. a, a very humble, like three and a half thousand subs right now. Okay, but we want to pop it up. Yeah. We want to make it go big. What are the what are the key like two or three things I need to do to try and get right. to get a video to kind first of explode? Of all, yeah. First of all, ask yourself, yeah. how can I market this video? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So who who am I gonna hit? Uh, who am I gonna try to hit? Right? Okay. Who do you want to hit? Who who are you aiming this video? Who do you want this video to see? Um, I'm looking at. I want to say I'm I'm looking for anywhere between 16 to 34. Looking for like kind of like a cool, yeah, that kind of age demographic. Cool. And and what are their interests? Um, they they obviously like games, and they like listening. Yeah. They, they like to learn about stories and and the world of content creation as well as music and movies as well because you kind of tie in everything. Cool. Right. Very niche. Very hard to do, yeah. Right? Yeah. Here's what I would do: I put Quibble Cup on the big, th- big on the thumbnail. I would qu- put Quibble Cup in the title, yeah, and it would put some juicy title there, and and say, "Hey, podcast with Quibble Cup, drag everyone in." Okay, like do what, like something like really garish, like Quibble Cup reveals his biggest secret. That's what I'm talking about. That's Quibble, what I'm talking Quibble about. Quibble Cup talks about his relationship. To- yeah. Quibble Cup, um, <laughs> Quibble Cup talks. Uh, Quibble Cup on why he left Robust, you know? Yeah, okay, and, great, okay. And, and hey, I'm just giving you some suggestions. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but those are already a lot more juicy than podcast number seven. Yeah, you're Quibble right. Cup. You're damn right, man. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, you're right, you're right. And then who are you targeting? Well, you're clearly targeting people that know me, so you're tapping into that market of, you know, my audience or sure. people who are who are interested in knowing that type of stuff. So so keep that in mind too. Like who do you want your audience to be? Yeah. Right? If you want your audience to be business people, you turn it into a businessy clicky title. 
for example, Quibble Cup reveals his biggest business secrets. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, business things you didn't know about Quibble Cup. You know, like stuff like that. And 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 that all will help you uh, get into this these clusters of, um, you know. I hear you. Uh, of, 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 of people that, that, that your content is made for. Perfect. You see, you hear that, listeners? That's the way to get ahead is start thinking outside the box there, what your audience want to see. That's the important part. M- make what your audience wants to see, and also you decide who your audience is when you get started, like, right? Yeah. Like right now, I don't really decide it because I already have a massive audience. Yeah. This is true. You've created Webble Games. You're, 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 a, game, yeah. you're, a, you're a bona fide game developer as well. Um, yeah, how did that correct. come about? How are you enjoying making games? Mm, I'm loving it. And I can talk a little bit about the game we're working on. Tell me, tell me everything. Tell me everything. All right. So, so first of all, my passion is all about entertaining. Um, I love video games and I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to start a video game company yeah, um, and like I synergize it with my YouTube channel? Massive dream. So I got started with it. We made a game called Havocado. We sold over 20,000 copies. Oh, wow. uh, it's on Steam. And uh, our ratings are 9 out of 10. Um, really good first game. I was very happy with it. You showed it. me. I thought it was great. Well, thank you. Um, and then now we're working on our second game. Um, I cannot talk, say much about the, the title. Um, I can, however, say that it's a skateboarding game. <sighs> And I can also tell you that we actually have one of the designers of the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater. No way! Um, he's he's part of the Webble Games team. Oh, yes. mate, that's and that's you. We so far, nuts. yep, so far we have something insane. Now, unfortunately, I cannot show you because we're very afraid that it's such a good idea that the competition is going to grab it, produce something else, and release it before us. <laughs> okay. um, but it's. Look-wise, it's it's a skateboarding game that's that already looks like Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Into the yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, oh, right. the animated style, that's um, amazing. And it is a skateboarding game with a twist. Now, unfortunately, I cannot reveal that twist. Um, but we're, what we're trying to do is really create a game just like the old Tony Hawk games, which we all loved so much. Um. We all have been craving better. a new one for so long. Exactly. That's what we're going to do. We have a yeah. twist, which makes it completely original. Um, and it's actually funny because um, you mentioned earlier that, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, you, you work with Sony Music, correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, I, <laughs> today we had, a, we had a conversation about we should contact a record label and see if we can uh, work out a deal about music. Because remember, with all the Tony Hawk games, you had all these cool songs, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so right. that's that's literally. I thought it was a huge coincidence that this all well, happened on the same day. <laughs> Maybe it's meant we, to be. Who knows? I, this is it. I, yeah. I can get some connections, man. I got the yeah, connections yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah, on. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, networking's always important. So exactly. yeah. here we are. Okay, man. That, that's great. That's great. I, I want to credit though. I want to be in the credits at the end of the game if oh, I make this happen. I hundred percent. I can. I can afterwards share some stuff with you. You, it just has to stay private okay 100 yeah yeah, yeah. 100. lock and key my friend and lock and key um that sounds great i mean yeah avocado was amazing but i mean i guess you're right i guess you've gone you've gone to the ultimate place which is creating your own games which is just like that's that is bucket list 101 that's like the thing to do isn't it? if you love games that's the thing and it sounds yeah. like you're working on an absolute banger as and well I, and i great, love so. it it's like 
so much unfortunately the office is closed right now everybody's working from home but i usually go to the office on monday and friday and i just join in throw some ideas around it's just it's just so much I love fun it. well listen before we finish before we finish as we're on to games as well with all our guests here on the savage situation we like to talk about um our guests top five games of all time okay their favorite five games so do you have a, a list of five that you would reel off that you would say are your kind of the ones that mean the most to you what would you what would you say is in that mix yeah first one um i would say because it's five right so num- number six would be like any of the zelda games Okay, um, that's fine. Number number seven would be any of the Mario games. So I have to just throw them in there. Yeah. Number five would be Pokemon. Um, I love I loved Pokemon for so many years, and I still do. Um, number four would have to be RuneScape. I actually was a wow. massive RuneScape player. Um, OSRS, I love it. My sister actually works at Jagex now at RuneScape 3 um, in Cambridge. Oh, okay. So um, it's really funny because we... We played RuneScape as a kid to get as kids together, and now she works there. Amazing, I love it. That's amazing. Yep. I love that. Okay. Um, number three, I just Embrace, oh League of Legends. This. League of Legends. League of Legends. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive, massive League of Legends fan. Dota two, also massive fan. Um, I love everything they do and everything around it, from auto chess to team fight tactics. Um. Currently, pl- well, last season I was platinum in League of Legends. This season I haven't really played much. Um, oh, you're still grinding very I'm, hard, my friend. I'm a, wow. I'm a jungler, by the way. Yeah. Just so you know. I, <laughs> Best Mundo EU West. Just throwing that out there. Um, number two would have to be Minecraft, and number one would have to be GTA. Um, okay. And I think they, they're, that's self explanatory. Yeah. And they mean obviously they've been such a, so big for you in your career as well as yeah, they are games huge. that just yeah and yeah. everyone and everyone loves those games anyway they're still you yeah. know they, they're very all very creative games as well those great top five my friend love that thank you uh, Jordy it's been an absolute pleasure I'm so pleased uh, you came on the show uh, don't work too hard though Maury you'll be grinding away till three in the morning working your platinum yeah uh, yeah League of Legends and uh, <laughs> you're just non-stop my friend non-stop it, it doesn't but, um, feel uh, like work to me sometimes no. you know. And that's the beauty which is, of it. Which is, which is a great place to be. It's a great yeah. place to be. Uh, best of luck with everything um, in, in Amsterdam with, the, with both you know, the gaming, um, Webble Games and books and the channel. But most importantly, wash your hands, stay safe. Okay? That's the big thing here. Thank you. Um, uh, lots of love, my friend. Take it easy and I'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the series so you're notified when the Savage Situation is back with a new episode. And if you enjoyed it, then rate it. I'm also on Twitter at Adam Savage. Drop me a follow and be sure to share how much you enjoyed this podcast with the people around you. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 